Welcome to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. This is the last episode of a four-part series called Using Variety and Gumption as Creative Fuel, featuring creator Kristen Baum, role model as an impeccable creative woman. Today's episode features my dialogue with guest Kristen Baum, an L.A.-based composer, writer, and poet. If you missed parts one, two, or three, you can find those links below. If you'd like to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get more inspiring stories to empower you, please join me at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. Let's finish up our interview with LA-based creator Kristen Baum. So you you experiment after doing all this, the listening and trying to analyze the listening, the references, and then if it's not working, what do you do when it's when it's not sticking like Teflon? When it's not sticking, that tells you as much as what is working, right? So that's going to give you as much information um, as long as you're paying attention to what doesn't work, and then you have to start saying why why. Why is that not working? Is it, you know, what, what's the quality that's failing in that? I had um, one of my most recent projects was kicking out anything that sounded kind of heavyish or lowish end. And so I had to make sure that what I was bringing to any scene was uh, lighter. And, and so I had to start saying, okay, what, what will the lightness be? Nice. Yeah. So it, it, it is a matter of always being a student of what's happening and always, uh, being in inquiry with, uh, what's going on. And, you know, I mean, when, when people work with color, um, when you put a, a red against a yellow, both of the qualities are changed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it's very much like that when we put things up against picture, both of the qualities change and we have to be studying that and saying, is that a quality that I can say would be um, desired? Is that, you know, is that a good intent? Are you, when you're doing this kind of, constant analysis and reflection and it again is kind of a a comparison Uh are you constantly holding that up to the story or the what's the overall guideline for you when you're go ahead go ahead sorry you're you're right on track the story is the overall guideline when i'm working with uh film okay Mm mm-hmm Can you describe what you consider to be your absolute strengths as a creator, whether it's music or poetry or writing or lyrics, whatever? What are your strengths? This is the hard part. What are my absolute strengths? I, I, I have been told that one of my biggest strengths is the way I view the world. And that has been informed by the way I grew up. And everything that's happened to me and the way I have processed all of the things that have happened to me. And so I approach things with a kind of, um, 
Well, if I want to make it sound great, I could say holy <laughs> irreverence. <laughs> what you called irreverence? Holy irreverence. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oxymoron there. <laughs> Even in our discussion, that probably comes through. That quality is not something that you encounter every day. And so that's probably the biggest, most unique part of me. And so I do think of that as a superpower, you know? Well, I'm going to kind of understand that a little better. Being irreverent, I can kind of see how you might want to rebel against the, the norm of, which is, to me, a common thing among many creators. We like to think outside that box. You, and right. We're given a specific box or a specific problem to solve, and we don't want to go at it like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I guess that's what I would call irreverent, because we're always rebelling against the way things are done. Mm. I can kind of see that through our, our little conversation and in some of the ways that you like to redirect the, where you're going, which is fine, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to me, but holy, why <laughs> did you use the word holy? <laughs> Try to figure that out. I, I think because I hold it in such high esteem that the idea that nothing in the world needs to be up on a pedestal needs to be so respected that it must be serious. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of, maybe I'm spelling holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in a holy and uh, irreverent kind of way um, that I look at things and see um, both the mystical aspects and the silly aspects. Mm -hmm. And in seeing both of those kind of opposing directions, it gives me the ability to look at the aspects that need to be um, held up and upheld and um, to mm. see ways in which they can be brought down to kind of the compost heap again, mm -hmm. you know, that everything is fodder, that we all have this kind of beginning and ending that is somehow never ending. Um, okay. So that has just gone very swiftly into philosophy. Yes. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm in designing posters in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> but that irreverent nature in me still has this reverent part for kind of this, um, this thing that's a mystery, that's life that we're all mm -hmm. kind of experiencing on the planet and saying, what is this really? Right, right. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's respectful irreverence. Yes. Basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. I exactly. love that. Mm -hmm. That's a big strength. Yay, yay. I don't I think you can get better than that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my, you know, my qualities of working hard and, you know, really having this kind of driven desire to figure things out and to problem solve. Do you feel that being a woman has any influence on your creative process? I do not because I think of myself more as a human being first rather mm. than a woman, even though like I know I am a woman all the way through, right. you know, I know that. And I also know that there are many, many different approaches and many women on the planet 
who approach things thoroughly different from me and who, um, and you know, when I look at it, men too, you know, men run the gamut of, uh, their creative approaches. So I think that that is probably, um, the short answer, which I could have given right immediately was (laughs) you did. You said, no, I'm a human being first. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. You you did. We'll summarize it. <laughs> so, so do you feel, though, we touched earlier on this, do you feel that being a woman has disadvantages in regard to your creative opportunities? And let's, let's get that specific to film scoring. Right. Okay. So specific to film scoring, if I want to score at the highest level, it still might have. Um, but we're working on that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that that. Why do you think that that is just because of the history of patriarchal? I would call it the patriarchal construct because there is a construct that is and has been firmly established in the world, and it is not against any one man. It is a uh, power um, structure that has been maintained by men and women mm-hmm. for. Centuries, I don't know centuries. How long. Yes. Yes. yes, centuries. Yeah, it's almost a culture in itself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was raised in a fairly strict religion that um, had it in the extreme, and so it, mm. uh, the patriarchal construct to me is both an Achilles heel and uh, a challenge of a mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can take me out and sometimes it can rev me up. Mm-hmm. And, and that background also may explain some of your irreverence. <laughs> yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> Any tips on how to proactively and positively respond to this kind of powerful construct that we're describing? Uh, you know, if I were Dave Letterman, I would have like, mm-hmm. you know, top 10 prepared. I would say... <laughs> Always keep knocking. Mm, good. Yeah. Um, I would say never give up. I would say find the groups that are going to encourage. Mm. Um, I would say don't spend your time stuck in the negative. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's not going to get us anywhere except for taken out of the game. And that if we are um, acquiescing to that, then we're taking ourselves out of the game and we don't need to do that. Right. Right. Um, although at, at various points I have been, I would, I would describe it as, um, let's say heated as in, uh, extremely, um, revved up, maybe angry maybe angry um, when I see certain things and they don't always mean what I think they mean. You know, I think, you know, uh, when I get upset, it's a good idea to kind of stop and fact check and say, is it true? Well, maybe it is right now. Um, And maybe it's not right now. Um, But to, to, um, to continue to bring myself to points of positive Without ignoring the fact that there is a big shadow that goes on here, and that shadow has for a long time asserted the power to be male and asserted that uh, women are not as capable. And we can say that about not just film scoring, but 
composing in general. I mean, there is a great lack of knowledge about women composers for centuries. And that, to me, is disconcerting. And yet, what I have come to is that I have work to do while I am here on this planet. And I will do the work that is set before me. And I will constantly continue to say to people, are you interested in this? Would you like to be part of this? Do you want to collaborate with me? And so I'm, I'm going to continue to do my work personally because, um, because Clara Schumann did her work for her whole lifetime, even though we know Robert Schumann more readily than we know Clara. And Fanny Mendelssohn, and we know Felix, but Fanny was every good, bit as good as Felix as a composer, and mm -hmm. some people think maybe mm -hmm. even topped him. Um, so I have work to do right, in right. my own creativity, and I'm going to do yeah. that work whether wor the world catches on to it or whether they do not. Mm -hmm. And I just fade into oblivion mm -hmm. afterward because that's going to light me up every day. That's the thing that's going to keep me going every day. So I'm here to do my own work. And if people start coming to me as they've come to Herbie Hancock and as, as they've come to, you know, a lot of the kind of rock stars get asked, you know, hey, will you, you know, do this film score. And so I just feel like the more I can put my own expressiveness, my own unique expressiveness out into the world, the more likely it is that people will say, uh, mm -hmm. we want what she's having. To summarize that, basically the work speaks volumes. You, you know, what you're doing, the actions you're taking, the, and I like what you said earlier, keep, I think you said, keep knocking on the doors, yeah. just don't give up on it. I think maybe one of the reasons besides the whole power construct right. that we've talked about, that's right. um, male driven long story shorter. Um, it, part of that is that women that themselves have kind of absorbed this mentality and don't even try because right. they're used to not getting that door opened. And, and the, sh the times are shifting a little bit because of women like you who are standing up anyway and doing the work as a human being, not focusing on the, the fact that you're, you happen to be a woman. And the more that you do that and the more that you don't give up and the more that work mm -hmm. increases, you know, people will pay attention. But also I think, right. Right. I think because of the times we're mm -hmm. in and because of the recognition that there have been so few women composers known in, you know, or made known, I should say, um, it's kind of our job. It's kind of like women's suffrage. You know, it's, it's our job to be responsible because the people before us did the hard work and now it's to our time to stand up and, and carry forward and be known kind of thing. I love but, that um, Jenny. And if I can interject, you know, sure, um, sure. the women's suffrage movement was such an important thing. And, mm -hmm. um, I mean, women got the right to vote 100 years ago. So it is not a long, time, not a really. long time. And so uh, it is imperative that we continue to share with our daughters um, that they can be it. You know, when I, um, when I look at Gina Davis and the work that she's doing um, with the gender 
equality institute that she mm-hmm. started her one of her phrases that she says a lot is if she can see it she can be it and so it is important for the women that are doing this now to become visible so that our daughters and our granddaughters coming up can see the possibility right be a role and model and so yes so that the world can change Yes. And thank you for being a role model, because I think, you know, again, you did when you went to L.A., you didn't see very many women around you until you went to that one meeting, you know, that was bringing all of you together. And I bet everybody else in that room was as shocked as you were to see that many women that were doing this. And I think the more visibly we have women doing whatever, you know, in this case, Mm -hmm. film scoring, I, I think that's that speaks a lot to to teaching the younger generation what to do yeah. next, you know, what, what to build yeah. on. You're listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you love this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord, C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativechord.com forward slash Get inspired here. No spaces in between anything. And if you join my mail list, you will be the first to know of new content. Plus, you'll get my free checklist of top 10 things to help you reach your goals. Whether you're a creator or looking to explore your creative side, this checklist will help you prioritize and focus for results. That's yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. Back to the interview with Kristen Baum. What influences you creatively in a positive way and what hinders you creatively? Okay. What influences me in a positive way? So many things. Any interaction with the world and in the world. Um, Learning new things. Exploring new things. Going and getting outside of my comfort zone is incredibly instrumental in opening up new um, ideas. And so that's a really, um, kind of positive thing. Yes. You're describing what influences you, your creativity positively, um, going out in the world, getting in the world, exploring, learning new things, getting out of your comfort zone, opening, opens a lot of new ideas. When you're getting out of your comfort zone, do you experience negative emotion? Like, I absolutely do. In fact, the first time I went to my first poetry class, I was so outside of my comfort zone that I wanted to leave in the first 11 minutes. And instead of um, leaving or deciding to kind of emotionally shut down, what I decided instead was that I would um, write little mini poems about how I was feeling at any given moment. And so I came out with this thing that I can always look back on that says, oh, here I want to go. I just, I just want to get out quickly. And then, okay, now I'm all right, you know, 20 minutes later. And by the end of it, I'm like, now I want to come back and do another one of these things, you know? So just really becoming a student of myself and my emotions, whether they feel like quickly run away or wow, this is the best feeling in the world. I never want it to stop. Any of those things, if I can just hold in openness, I can learn about myself about my responses and reactions, and then I can be more in charge of how I am and how I want to proceed in the world. 
It's wonderful, very resonant with with the way the greatest you know, creative people approach things is to get out of your comfort zone. And you've just walked yourself through the process knowing as hard as it is getting in there, the outcome is much better. So stick with it, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the other question was, what gets in the way of your creative flow? What what hinders you? Oh, there is a little tiny critic in everybody's head. And that critic, when it starts piping up, if we if we listen to that critic, um, Mm. he can shut us down right or she can shut us down it's such an individual voice but it's such a collective conscious voice it is doing everything in its power um stephen pressfield calls it resistance Mm -hmm. and that resistance you know pops up in every possible way and its sole job is to get us to quit doing that thing that sounds so dangerous that the amygdala is like firing saying, you know, wow, you could die of this. And it's like, really, I can die of creativity. (laughs) Really? But how do you, if that is, if that is what hinders your creative flow, that little critic that we all have, how do you combat that? How do you transform that? Well, sometimes do you not? (laughs) Yes. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I've gotten shut down, but you know, as part of the work that you do in the Julia Cameron books, you get to know the critic. And if you can be in conversation with the critic, uh, the critic becomes far less likely to be able to shut you down. The critic is just one aspect of our psyches, basically, you know? Um, and if it is allowed to drive the bus, it will. It will drive it into the, over the cliff. Right? It will drive it over the cliff. Yes, it will drive it to a point where you cannot function, and um, and so basically, I mean, if we talk about two sides of a coin being fear and desire, um, to have those two become in conversation with one another is probably the most powerful thing that can teach you to keep going and to keep going despite judgment, resistance criticism from the interior we are far meaner to ourselves Mm -hmm. than any other person on the planet Mm -hmm. might be um, for some reason and if we can just teach ourselves to be gentle or to at least notice when the critic is being extremely um, antagonistic right basically it can act as an indicator and it can say, wow, I'm farther out creatively than I have ever been before because this voice is so loud right now. Is this your, your kind of conversation with yourself when you, when you're faced that with that critic, do you have this kind of conversation? I do. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. love that. I love that. I'll stop and write things. I'll stop and work through things. I may pause. And a lot of times I will, you know, write a letter to the critic or to fear or whatever it is that I know I'm going to be walking through this kind of dark creative valley with. That's very empowering. Very good. It is. Yes. I recommend it to anyone. Yes. Yes. That's your homework if you're listening. (laughs) As we're wrapping this up, could you share any places and that we can find your music or your your creative work in any form or fashion where people can go to find you and then what your goals are for your future. Oh, my goals for my future. My goodness. Okay. So first my music is at SoundCloud and uh, you can just find it by typing in my name, Kristen Baum, B-A-U-M and listen on SoundCloud or uh, on my website, kristenbaum.com. 
I do have a poorly curated and poorly updated uh, YouTube channel that has maybe two or three things on it. Um, but some of sometimes the directors that I work with will post projects. Um, one of the directors that I work with very frequently is um, Michael Bonomo, and sometimes he posts projects, and I do score all of his stuff. So, okay. um, so finding him will get you through to my projects, married with um, short films that he's done that he posts that you can find on YouTube. Can um, you spell his last name, Bonomo? Yes, B O N O M O. Thank you for all of that. What are your goals for your future? I could sum it up by saying I just want to keep making stuff. I will continue to write poetry, and occasionally that poetry will be shared. Um, I will continue to write film scores and uh, always welcome collaborations there. Um, and then, let's see, I will be continuing to create books on my own and in collaboration uh, with my writing partner. Uh, and then... I, one of my personal passion projects is writing art songs and I will uh, continue to write art songs and go around asking singers if they want to sing them. <laughs> and, uh, and I do have a song cycle in mind. I am uh, nearly settled on the text for it. So um, yeah. So if I can get permission for a specific text, then I will start in on a song cycle. And those are just, um, you know, my own passion projects that kind of satisfy the need to be creating music outside of a story that someone else is telling. Will those be available on your website eventually or somewhere some, else? Uh, some of them can be. And uh, yeah, eventually they, yeah, eventually some of them will be. I wrote, uh, my first art song was written to a poem that my brother wrote when he was in high school. Um, and it's called Oh Moon, and I think that one is available on SoundCloud at the moment. So the the ones that are subsequent to that are not available just yet. They need premieres and they need, you know, um, kind of a public forum to be um, brought into the world, and then I will share them. Mm -hmm. I love this. Would you like to recite a short poem that you have written for us? This is called And No One Hears It. Nobody sings anymore. Even the opera is empty. Songbirds have petitioned for a name change. Henceforth, they wish to be called simply birds. Nobody sings anymore, which is why I have sought the tree fallen in the forest that nobody heard to perch upon and warble for myself alone. What a beautiful way to end this creative dialogue. Thank you so much. That was lovely. You're such an inspiration, Kristen Baum. Jenny, it just has been such a pleasure to spend time talking with you about so many aspects of creativity. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help me by leaving a review on iTunes or share this link with your social media. You can also forward the link to this podcast by email to your friends. Thanks for helping spread the word so your Creative Chord podcast can continue bringing you inspiring interviews and stories. And if you loved this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. 
you'll be the first to know of new content, plus you'll get my free checklist of top 10 things to help you reach your creative goals. If you want to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get inspiring stories to empower you, please join me at yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. Thanks for listening.